0: I'm Stephen Gregory Smith. And I'm Matt Connor. We are going back to the hive for season five of The, the Connor, Connor and Smith, Smith Show. Wow, it's a hot day in June. We went to a fundraising party this afternoon like a brunchy kind of thing it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun yeah i had fort washington yeah i had two mimosas so i'm feeling tired i had two coffees (laughs) so he's not tired no you are tired i am tired we're all tired um i'm getting too old for um all right so full disclosure here uh We are kind of coming to a natural end of the SU season. There's, I think, two more new interviews coming up. There's scheduling uh, things that push them a little later. So we need to kind of fill some time. And I thought to myself, um, we had at least three SU people on our season one of our Connor Smith Show podcast back in 2021. So we are doing almost like an encore uh, presentation. There's a lot of you SU listeners who probably have only listened to the SU series and haven't gone back to season one and noticed that we had some alum in season one tucked amongst the other guests. So we are going to re-air those three episodes as kind of like encore presentations and reframe them and include them in season five so they kind of belong with the SU people. Um, so today's guest is... Laura Wyatt! Hey. Um We're gonna take a quick break. Thank you so much to our sustaining Patreon uh, supporters. We really appreciate your support so much. We love you, can't do it without you. We're gonna take a quick break and we will be right back. In 1985, Tyler was meeting Justin at their favorite arcade, Longshot. Just as Justin was about to confess his love for Tyler, the world changed. Blending elements of 1980s pop culture and LGBTQIA fiction, we journey through this incredible experience that brings them closer together as they fight against the world trying to keep them apart. <laughs> Listen to Long Shot on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Hello.
1: Oh my God, this is the coolest
0: thing. <laughs> Hi, how are you?
2: Hi, how are you? Hi,
1: Laura. Hello, my friends. Hello, hello.
2: Um, are you Are you in the New York City right now?
1: I am not in the New York City. I'm going there next week. I'm um, in Ridgefield, Connecticut,
2: right now. Um. I was just asking because it seems like sometimes when we call New York with the apartments and stuff that maybe phone connections get kind of wonky.
1: Oh, well, it might be wonky. He, yeah, I can imagine that is the thing. But here I'm just like in the middle of the woods. So, <laughs> so I don't know that I have the best service. I have like a bar. You sound, <laughs> you sound
2: great. Okay, great. And, um, well, welcome to the Connor and Smith show.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This We're going to have so a lot cool. to. Talk.
2: What are we gonna talk about, Stephen? I don't know. We're just gonna make it up. <clears throat> well, I pulled up some lyrics. We're not gonna talk about this yet, but I did pull up some lyrics online because I, I've got Google. Oh, ah. and I pulled up um, "If you think it's long time, where <laughs> you are tonight," which I remember from a summer theater. Where we, we, I don't, we don't, we don't have to talk about SSMT, but. I was our friend Ryan Dean Halbrook. Do you remember Ryan Dean Halbrook?
1: Of course I remember Ryan Dean Halbrook, of course. Well, Ryan
2: Dean Halbrook is actually sitting here. He's our producer sometimes on this TV show that turned into a podcast.
1: Um, Are you going to say hi? Are you just going to not say hi, Ryan Dean Halbrook? Hi,
0: Laura. How are you? <laughs> it's It's a cast of Pippin reunion. Oh, my God. Where's Mary Robert? <laughs> <laughs> So anyways, I was in the
2: kitchen and I was, I don't know, pouring myself a cup of cold coffee, which is what I do when I, um, I guess when I, I'm nervous. Um, oh. And uh, I said to Ryan, oh my God, you remember, Laura was like the person in Big River that like stood there and sang, if you think it's lonesome. We sure did. And it was such sure beautiful did. music.
1: Oh, my God, I love Big River. I mean, I love country in general. Anything country, I'm, like, there for it. But the fact that there's a musical with that style, um, I, yeah, I love, love, love that show. Also, I loved all the shenanigans that went on with the coffin in that show.
2: Oh, my God, <laughs> I forgot. Because they would keep putting different things in the coffin. Yeah. And I would and have to
1: walk people- by and not laugh. Like, wasn't there, like, sing. a Tickle Me
2: Elmo in it one time? Yep,
1: sure it was. Sure was.
2: Oh, my gosh.
1: Aww. What's that?
2: A chicken. Oh, yeah. in the coffin?
1: <laughs> they would put, like, a whole, like, rotisserie chicken in there, like,
2: cooked. Okay, so if anyone is going to listen to this, what well, how many guests are we going to get, Steven? Six? What are you talking about? I'm um, Explore why We'll have millions of people. Of course, but maybe people should chime in if they if they were a part of that big river shenanigans and let us know
0: uh, what you put in the coffin.
2: Yeah, let's call it fess up. Oh, Okay.
1: Well, I'm sure Maggie Portman has a few things to fess up.
0: Uh.
2: <laughs> <Maggie laughs> she was one of the. She was one of the boys, wasn't she? Yeah. What? Wasn't she, wasn't she one of Matt <coughs> Connors and Ryan Dean? When we all, were we call All
1: together now. We, are the, we are the boys.
2: Oh my God. Anyways, we're not going to talk about Big River. I'm not oh. sure why I even brought that up, but. No, I'm glad you did. <laughs> <laughs> Laura, it says here that you are a actress, singer and funny girl.
1: <laughs> I mean, I suppose that's debatable, but I like to think I'm funny. <laughs>
2: I think you're funny. I think, when we, I think we used to really laugh a lot together.
1: I crack myself up all the time.
2: Um, where are you from originally? So I'm actually,
1: um, thank you for asking. I'm from the Hartford, Connecticut area.
2: So you're kind of back home-ish now.
1: I'm not, um, I'm in my home state, but I'm not home.
2: But Connecticut is the home state.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Because isn't Connecticut like only like three miles long? Connecticut's pretty small. It's It's about
1: like, it's about like two hours, like border to border, Mm -hmm. I think. But But I'm like,
2: you you didn't choose to go to a school in your state. You chose Shenandoah.
1: I did. So I, my Mm -hmm. senior year, I mean, I was always very kind of like a shy kid. And I started taking voice lessons in my senior year. But from um, Diana Kino, I still remember her name. And she was the first person that was like, "You can, you can like do this. You can go to school for this, and this can like be your job." And up until then, I was like, "What? I it didn't it didn't even occur to me that like you could be on Broadway or whatever." Um, so she gave me these pamphlets for Shenandoah University, and then I also auditioned for like all the SUNY schools, like the State University in New York, um, NYU. And I, I didn't, I didn't apply to a lot of schools, but at any rate, Shenandoah, Dr. Albert, um, they came to Hartford, so I didn't have to go to Virginia to audition. So they came to Hartford and I auditioned. And then I also got into the the Fredonia school and the Potsdam schools, but I was like, that's too cold up there. I'm going to go south.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> That's
1: pretty much how I decided where I was going to go to school.
0: Well, they came to you, so that makes <laughs> sense. I mean, you didn't even have to go to the audition. They came to you. Oh,
1: yeah,
0: well. <laughs> did you but... go to San Andreas, Stephen? Like, did you drive there? Oh, yes. Because oh, okay.
1: you're from Virginia, aren't you? Or you're from... Oh, no.
0: I'm from uh, south of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania.
1: Oh. Matt, yeah. you're from Virginia, though.
0: Matt is from uh, Stevens City. Funny enough, the name. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, no, I, I came down to audition. You you did you come up from? Adla- you were in Georgia, right? Yeah, yeah. We drove twelve hours. The Portman and Halbrook family. Oh yes, my, all gosh. together.
2: Yep. Do you want to hear about my audition at Shandong? Yes. yes. Okay, I knew nothing growing up, and I still don't. Not true but I wanted to go to Shenandoah. I really didn't have any lessons or or talent or training but I wanted to Shenandoah Shenandoah was kind of like my ticket out if that Mm. makes sense. Absolutely. So I I put together a monologue from The Glass Menagerie which was completely and utterly wrong for me probably. I don't even know what 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 part I did and I had two songs. Uh, One was You coax the blues right out of the corn horn (laughs) or whatever. (laughs) Anyways, I auditioned for Dr. Albert and Mr. Herman in a private studio of a voice teacher there Mm -hmm. in Armstrong in that long hallway.
1: No way.
2: And when I finished auditioning, Mr. Herman pulled his glasses down. He said, um, (laughs) you... Matt, you do know that this is a serious (laughs) program, don't you? And I said, oh, yes, sir. Oh, but you got in. in. I got in and I started this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And here we are.
1: Do you know, one time during acting class, it was my freshman year and I was, you know, you had to be an object. And I had the idea that I was gonna be like the agitator in the washing machine. Yeah. Um, you know, that little thing that like, just like goes back and forth. Yeah. And I like was standing there and I looked up and I pretended like clothes were being dropped on me. And I was like, oh, and I started like shaking and moving. And I thought it was like, pretty great. And Mrs. Herman was like, have you ever been on a stage before? <laughs> Oh my I gosh! Was like, Are you trying to be sensational? What what was that? I was like oh, I was like devastated. But
0: oh my gosh! I think oh she God. did that to all of us at one point or another. I'm sure. I'm um, sure.
2: Well, I, I'm not going to talk about myself because this is Laura's show. But you know, I did take Mrs. Herman's um, acting cl- improv class twice.
1: Oh wow! I was scared to do that.
2: Well, I did it because I really felt like I kind of like missed the entire thing because I was like confused every class. Like, well, what are we doing?
1: Wait, I think you retook it with me.
2: That might be the case because yeah. I was I started I started class uh, a semester earlier than the class I graduated with. Um, yeah. Oh, so yeah. So let's talk about auditioning. <laughs> let's talk. About- <laughs> Let's talk about auditioning, Laura. You, okay. of course, you have done an array, an array. Let me, where are my glasses?
0: I don't know where I've lost my glasses. But Here they are. Spectacles. You, yeah.
2: You've just done an array of things mm. um, all over the country. And, of course, Wicked um, on Broadway. What's that? <laughs> Even Wicked is a show that is <laughs> sort of like um, what the washing machine adjective <laughs> did to The Wizard of Oz. Oh, mm-hmm. it turned it inside out That's and right. told it from the inside denim jean version okay.
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, when you're auditioning Laura do you still go through kind of the same process that you went through in college of like finding new material researching what you're going to be auditioning for and trying to find a, an in a window of like this is what you should see me as do you have that wonderful audition book
1: Um it, it I- work Honestly, that's what you know. At this point in my life, as I'm like you know older, um, I'm sort of redoing all of that as we speak. Like I'm 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 taking voice lessons again. Um, I'm trying to prep myself for like mom roles. You know, I'm 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 sort of in between, as as it were. You know, I'm very I'm short <laughs> and little, so um and i have a younger kind of aura but you know i'm not 22 anymore so i can't be mini Faye. um so I, that's kind of what i'm doing now i'm 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 like revamping my book learning some more you know age appropriate material um taking lessons just to for my voice to, to kind of not to mature my voice i mean i have a young sound but to access that if i need to um you know um
2: do you find that voice training has changed throughout your career and in, in the in the sense of how people approach the actual uh teaching styles like you know are are teachers still doing the you know jackson sheets sort of um style of teaching or are people focusing more on different things i have a friend that is getting his doctorate actually at Shenandoah, Oh um and I'm just fascinated at when we talk about what they're doing now because it's all so different than what what I went through.
1: I, I think you're right there. I think that the right now, even with um, a, a couple of teachers that I've had, it's it's much more based on like the placement of your larynx. And before, I never really. Honestly, I never really bothered to think about that, but it's a lot of like lower your larynx and raise your soft palate. So for me, that that's helpful, right? Because it gives you more space. And before you, I was just like singing like from my guts, you know. But this is a is a. I feel like I'm I'm approaching singing in a much healthier way, especially as I get older and my voice. It you know it is it's it is maturing. Um, So yeah, I do I do think there's a big difference. When I first started taking lessons, it was like, you know, think of a color and sing this song kind type thing. And now it's definitely more technique. You know, you have to have your technique because you're, you're asked to sing so many different styles. So you can't sing a, you know, you have to be able to sing a legit soprano song, but then come out with like a pop rock song and not blow your chords. Right. Right. So I think that is, the demands are are different for a singer now, you know, they used to have like singer tracks and dancer tracks and like actors. And now it's like, you have to like belt an F and do like a triple.
2: <laughs> right. And then be raised on silks and breathe fire. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, so you did Glenda, f- are you a part of wicked for like five years or something? Right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I did it for five years. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: So when you do something like that for five years, it, like any job, do you get like weeks off for vacation that you can like leave and take a break? How does that work?
1: Yeah, you get a vacation. Um, I also I was in three different companies. So for me, it wasn't. It's definitely demand a demanding job. Don't get me wrong, but it was like, okay, I was on tour for a year and a half and then I went to the LA company for seven months and then I went to the Broadway company for the rest of the time. But no, you definitely get, you you get vacation, you get a week vacation um, or you get personal days, but um, you, they have to be approved by management because, you know, if I'm out, the swing, also, you can't have the same day off as like the swing because the swing it has to go on for me. So if they put in for a vacation before me, then I won't, you know, you know what I'm saying? I won't get it. Right. Or if they put in the day, request the same day as me, and they put it in like, even like a day b- before I did, then they're going to be like, no, you can't take it because, you know, she has a vacation and no one's, no one's in the building to cover you. So everyone always has to be covered. So it's not that they won't give you the days, but they have to make sure that there are people to do the show.
2: Right, right. Now, when you were with Wicked, you sort of began. Uh, you joined an organization, got involved with the Ronald McDonald House.
1: Yeah, I did that for a, a really long time. Yeah, I we we would do a lot of really cool things with Wicked and and to give back to to the community. And they still, to their credit, they still do. Like they even reached out to me. A couple months ago, and was like, This is when, you know, tickets are going on sale, and please share this on your social media. Like, they're really lovely that way. Like, we, I still love that family. Um, and the company manager was emailing me, I'm like, I want to come. And um, so they're really good with their alumni. Um, and we did this event, I think it was a Halloween event. Um, yeah, it was. It was Halloween, and we, me and the alphabet at the time went and sang for the kids. And and I was just, you know, I was like, okay, I'm never, I'm never leaving this place. <laughs> it's a bunch of beautiful children who have, some of them have a terminal. I mean, they all have a terminal illness, but some of them get treated and they leave. Um, and they're all, you know, they're they're just happy and they're just want to be kids and they're in their halloween costumes and some of them have like ports and they're hooked up to things and some of them like have no hair but they're they're just like joyous to be around and i was like okay how do i be here every day and more
2: <laughs> right now didn't this lead to you being a published writer for uh, did you write two children's books
1: so i wrote i wrote a couple about my dog, my dog <laughs> Wally, um, and my they my photographs um, have been published. But yeah, they they sort of you would go to the house and you would play with them or you would do experiments with them. And I th- I had this idea to have them do the illustrations for my children's books. Um, then it got a little like complicated on how. How to appropriately do that with the families and things so that sure that didn't actually happen, but um, but yeah, I love writing. I'm actually in the middle of writing another book right now, um, about kindness, and um, you know, I really kind of want to spread this message that it's really not hard to be kind, and I think it's. It really, you know, one thing COVID has has taught me is that we're really all connected, right? And if you can connect people through kindness and, you know, increase your your kindness quotient a little bit every day by just doing simple, simple tasks, you know, you can really create a lovely community, neighbor, you know, environment, family life. It's just like a little experiment. Um, I don't have a name for it yet, but it's all it's all done. Um, so I will be looking to publish that by the end of this year.
2: That's oh, that's beautiful. Now, cool. do you already see the cover? Like, how how big is it? Is it like a pool book that is easy and and sort of small? Or is it like a larger book that it will take mm. um, me a little while to sit down and read?
1: No, it's super easy. It's like every week I give you something free um, and easy to do. Um, And then you can journal about it. So there's sections like doing things for other people, doing things for the planet, doing things for yourself. Like they're really simple. Like this week, stay away from social media and plug in and and give people eye contact. Like my whole thing is like, it really shouldn't cost you anything to be kind. And a lot of the things are like, pay for the person's meal behind you. But I'm like, you don't even have to do that. You can just like smile at someone on the elevator and then journal about it. Because if your intention is, I'm going to smile to be kind to be kind, like, you don't know. You could make that person's day. Like, give someone a compliment. So it's it's 52 things. It's one thing a week that you do and you journal about. And you can do it with a partner or with, you know, a whole Broadway show could do it. And be like, hey, we're going to do this kindness experiment thing. Um, or a for each club or whatever. I don't know. I'm super jazzed about it. Um, no,
2: that's really beautiful. Thank
1: you. Thanks. Yeah,
2: such a great idea. So uh, will there be like an interactive part, like a, go to um, org, and you can also t- tell me your experience about on page 22 when you were supposed to buy the person's order behind
0: you at Starbucks or whatever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, that's a really good idea, and I'll steal that. Thanks. <laughs>
0: you know, a, a friend of ours, another guest on the show, Meg Gillentine, who's a, uh-huh. she went on a kindness tour with uh-huh. a friend of hers across the country. So, I, I I love that. As artists, we're kind of ministers of culture, and and you know the trying to find a pulse and a beating heart in America again by by sharing kindness is such a great um things that have, has come out of this past like miserable year and a half
1: yeah so I, I agree you know and I i'm think... sorry go ahead
0: no i was just gonna say i'm encouraged uh to hear that you're working on that kind of a project that's awesome
1: thank you i want to make it cool to be like kind and sexy to be kind and nice and you know we don't have to you know you mean? yeah we don't have to be snarky and like there's no... people yeah
2: um so I think it's awesome too. I'm sure a lot of your career gives you, it opens the door a little bit with just the name Glenda of, of having opportunities to be able to um, be able to give back and think about a bigger community. I mean, I'm, I'm imagining being a part of Wicked is sort of like the people who are in Les Mis and it creates like this family because so many people mm-hmm. have kind of gone through the similar experience. Right?
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm still very close to a a handful of people, you know, it's just, it's in a way it's a machine. So it's like, there's at one point, there were so many companies and so many, you know, there was across different continents. So to, so to be a part of three different companies, I got to, you know, make a lot of friends and family and you're all like doing that together and, and, and that's really, it's just really a lovely experience. And it's the type of show where it really impacts people. I mean, when we were in LA and, and, and New York, people would come every day to that show because it's such an identifiable, you're either like a Glinda or an Elphaba or you're a little bit of both, right? Like, and these kids, these young kids, or either, I thought they were kids, but they turned out they were like 23 would be there like every day and it's just such a it's really when it comes down to it, it's like a really touching story about like two friends and, and love and and showing up and being there and and I think it's it really impacts people and that's those are the kinds of stories I really like to tell
2: yeah well did that's you That's why I
1: love come from away then I want to be in that show really badly
2: <laughs> and they're performing here on the steps of the I
1: know
2: you, you know what? Go I and see it. No, I don't think there's any reason why you just can't like just slide into the the back and just do the show. <laughs> just show I'll on.
1: like I'll be the plane. I don't even care. I'll be any, oh. any part in that show.
2: No, wait. This is great. This is where you come and you stay with me and Stephen and Ryan. Even though Ryan doesn't live here, he does.
1: Okay.
2: <laughs> um, you come and you stay with us and Connie. <gasps> Connie. Her new thing is somehow she is always in whatever show she wants to be in. <laughs> now, who
0: is Connie? Well, that,
2: that's what we're going to bring up. That was my segue. Oh, that was so smooth, Matt Connor. That was so smooth. <laughs> my segue because <laughs> now uh, we are mutual friends also with, um, is it Wayne Duvall? That we just that you just did a show with a while back uh, was he in Cheers or no
1: Wayne no. yeah no Paul vote
2: Paul oh we were talking to Paul that's right was yeah, he in yeah. Cheers
1: yes he was Norm
2: oh my gosh so did Connie was Connie created during Cheers
1: Connie was created during a costume fitting in Cheers
2: okay um, so I'm gonna shut up. Steven's going to shut up. Ryan has already left emotionally, but he's still here. <laughs> um, I, he has a shirt on that says tiger beer. And I think he's thinking to himself, when can I open the beer? <laughs> that um, is not true. It is true. Um, OK, Laura, now I'm going to give you the microphone. Uh, and I'm going to not be Mrs. Herman and say, "You have? are you crazy? Have you never been on a stage? I'm going to say yes. You do look like a washing machine. And
1: (laughs) thank you. Finally,
2: I want you to walk everyone through the amazing creation of Connie.
1: Oh, thank you. It's actually a really fun story. So, I had decided I wanted to do plays, and um, I just wanted to have another thing other than like singing and dancing, and I really, I really wanted to focus on plays, and. So this is all very crazy. I saw that one of the the writers was a guy that I did a show with, like, 10 years prior. And he was like, I don't really have any pull to get you an audition, but, you know, I'll put your name in the hat, whatever. And I reached out to casting myself, um, which was Joy doing at the time. And I got an audition, and I ended up going in for Diane and for Carla, um, two very different characters. So I got cast as like in, in the show, in the ensemble, but I understudied both of them. So I'm in my costume fitting and there's this one scene where I was to come in, I was, you know, in the ensemble in this scene and I was, I was to come in as a, as a tourist and I go into my costume fitting, and they they have they've pulled all these like really smart like trench coats, trench coats and like raincoats and like really metropolitany type garb, right? And I look over, and I see this like purple tracksuit, and I was like, Who, "Who's wearing that?" And God bless him, Michael McDonald. He was like. Mm, Uh, Oh, that's too big for you. And I was like, I'm just saying I would love to wear a tracksuit on stage. And he was like, really? I said, yeah, I'm I'm a tourist in this scene. I can I can be from anywhere. I don't have to be like from like New York City touring Boston. I can be from anywhere. I only have like one line. (laughs) And he was like, "Okay," and God bless him. He let me try it on. It was massive, but he was like, "Oh my God, this is amazing! We need to get you a fanny pack." They pulled like glasses for me. They they had like a Boston Red Sox hat that they gave me, and like lanyards <laughs> and things that I could <laughs> put around my neck. And I was like, "Oh my God, I'm Connie from Wisconsin. I could be I could be from Wisconsin, guys." And that in that costume <laughs> fitting was how that happened. And then. The wig guy um, taught me. Oh shoot! I'm sorry, I forgot his last name. But um, he designed an entire '80s wig for Connie. Like weird. Like um, what was what were those perm, Those perms called like spiral perms.
2: Oh, yeah. And Um,
1: Connie became, like, a whole thing. Like, I walked in, and I was like, why are we going from one bar to another bar? And it just became, like, more. I was originally, like, I think just supposed to be, like, offstage or something. And it just became, like, this character that everybody really, really liked. I need to do more of her videos. She's funny. But, um, yeah, it was just, like, because of this costume fitting, which... I will say not every designer is that kind or giving in their fitting. Cause they're like, it's my design. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. But you can he, you, keep quiet and just change and just change your clothes.
1: Yeah. He's like, no, I have the design. Thanks. I don't really need your input. I went to school for this. <laughs> okay. Um, but he was really, really awesome. And they just went with like, they got, they got a huge kick out of it. Um, everybody like director the whole team was like yes Connie
2: (laughs) that's hysterical I I love watching anytime you post Connie up there because I know immediately that is it is going to be you know minutes of some someone else that you've created um Um, well you know I mean I mean it's gonna be Connie not Laura when I when I hit yeah uh, I mean I hit go when I hit yeah, is that a button? Well, no, I was thinking it should be a button. Yeah, it's the yeah like,
1: button. Yeah,
2: because let's just think about this. I want a yes button. Uh. I, mean, I, I always feel weird when I when I see something online that's kind of like not really great news. It's sort of mediocre news, and then you, well, all you do is like like it. I know. You're like like you're like. Well, I don't really like it. Yeah. So maybe so maybe we do need a yeah.
1: Listen, I I plus one that I learned that. Have you have you heard this phrase? I plus one that I'm I learned no. it this week.
0: No, I plus one that.
1: It's a new way of saying I agree. I plus one that.
2: Oh my god, we can just totally steal that.
1: Totally steal it. I'm doing a I'm doing a, a Zoom musical, and we have rehearsals right now for like for every Tuesday and Thursday, um, and and you know the, the kids are like i plus one that and i was like what what is that <laughs> what does that mean what are you talking
2: about <laughs> well i'm looking at steven's phone and it says we've been talking for 30 minutes do we have another 15 in us to go um, does, that, does um, that work with your time frame laura oh,
1: oh yeah 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 thank you yeah. yeah
2: okay great well what else should we talk about all right besides this zoom musical let's just plug some things if we, if we want to talk about anything is there anything that we want to plug right now? Is there a place where people can find you if, if they want to find out information about what's up? Do you have that sort of thing going on, or is it just like a Facebook thing or what?
1: Um, I haven't been super active on social media lately. I need I need to do that more, but I was recently um, I did I did, a, I did a, an entire Zoom play, which was an equity play, which was like really weird to get the contract and all that stuff. Um, so it was filmed on zoom and it was a play about zoom and it's called zoom with a view and uh, i i need to check facebook I, i think it might still be up i didn't ever like plug it or anything but it was streaming on like broadway world or something like that um i
2: really need to i see i see that you were in grumpy old men
1: yeah, 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 yeah. That was really fun
2: with Ed Dixon,
1: Ed Dixon and Hal Linden, who I had the biggest crush on.
2: Oh, that's super fun.
1: Hal Linden and Sally Struthers were. Oh
2: my gosh, Sally Struthers was in it too. Yeah, and
1: that's... um, um, oh my God, Mark Jacoby, um, was the other guy. Um, was Ed Dixon's neighbor. He, he played my dad. <laughs>
0: Um, and you guys got to record that, correct?
1: Yeah, we we recorded it, um, which was super fun. It was we weren't really planning on recording it, but then they were like, "We're gonna make a cast album," and so we did it like the last weekend of shows. We somehow squeezed in a cast recording, and it, we ended up doing it on the stage, which is not a typical way. Like we didn't go to a studio or anything, but. Um, it was a really fun show, and I people loved it. It
0: was up at the Ogunquit,
1: which I don't know if you've ever been to Maine, but it's gorgeous. And um, um,
0: yeah, we had Ed on. Oh, uh, you
1: did! He's I bought his book. He's a character, right?
0: Oh, we have his book too. Yeah, we did Sunset Boulevard with him years <clears> ago, um, and he was Max, of course, in that. Um, but He's yeah, I, I had to. He loved that experience, and and I think we brought up that you were in that with him. But uh in the bar, fell over one night in one, in that one scene. Remember at the drugstore? That was yes, in, in Sunset Boulevard. You mean?
2: Yeah, and I think you start. You just stood there and like laughed at the girl. I I think and right there when, and during in a, in a live production. I did. <laughs> what
1: you were just like shoulder shaking, laughing?
0: Yeah, well, she had her first line was coffee and she and the coffee had spilled all over the floor <laughs> so she said very smartly she said coffee later <laughs> and i just like shook my head like no and laughed and walked away uh, <laughs>
1: that's very adorable
0: that is adorable do you have any
2: you have any stories from a performance where something just like that goes awry Oh, yeah. When Meg Gillantine was in Cats, this is a repeat. Go back and listen to her episode. But she said when they were in Cats, I forget what the game was called, but they would, like, shoot each other with, like, imaginary pistols and their their fingers were, like, little pistols. And if you got shot, you had to, like, drop immediately to the ground after you were dead and then kind of jump right back up into the choreography. (laughs) And I'm like, are you kidding me? What? But, you know, when you're in Cats, no one really knows what's it's true. Yeah, you know, t- no one knows. No, no one, knows. one knows what exactly the cat is supposed to do. So, but I think that's yeah. hysterical.
1: I have a couple of stories. Like during Wicked, I mean, you know, it's everything is is automation these days, and and that stuff doesn't always go right. Right, it kind of goes sideways. Um, so a couple of times, like I just got stuck up in the bubble, and like it's on the track, and it it won't. It just <laughs> like it's supposed to lower and I'm supposed to get out and sing and walk around and greet the people. And it just would kind of get stuck and I would have to like mark time, make things up. Um, or the person who was unhooking the, um, what are those little hooks called that they're like, hmm, I can't remember what they're called, but I had a big one on the back of my dress and they, they couldn't get it like unclipped and I couldn't get out of the bubble. Um <laughs> But probably one of the scariest things that happened during Wicked was, it was my first time on, uh, well, my first time on actually was at intermission. I was in Toronto and they were like, I was doing the show, I was in the ensemble and I was in the show and, and her like her voice went out. And they're like, go change. And I had to like switch at intermission. I was like, I don't even know if I know the lines yet for the second act. And I w- there's a picture of me like going over my script in the dressing room. So that was really fun. But in New York, I don't know if you've ever been in the Gershwin Theater, but I think it's the biggest theater in New York. It's um, it's like an entire city block long. So I, ha- I had had my my put in, which is like your kind of final dress rehearsal. And, and then I didn't go on for a while and you have understudy rehearsal and all this and all that, but you don't go through the backstage choreography necessarily during your understudy rehearsal. So it was my first time on and it was near the end of act one where they're in the wizard's chamber or whatever and Elf- Elphaba runs off and she's like no it's you it's you no and she runs and I'm like I'll be right back Your Osnes and I go to chase her like Elfie Elfie now the girls are supposed to go off stage left take a sharp left go down the death stairs which is what we call them because they're actually put in backwards they're like short long short long short long
2: oh gosh
1: yeah and you're in these like dresses and you're supposed to like Go underneath the stage, past the orchestra, but, like, take a left, go through the orchestra, go up the steps, and come back on stage. Mm -hmm. Well, I go off stage, I go down the death stairs, and she's already, you know, she's ahead of me, so I don't see her. And I take a right, and a right, and a right, instead of a left, and a left, and a left. And all of a sudden, I'm, like, somewhere lost in the... Gershwin and the underbelly of the Gershwin the music is playing dun 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 and I'm supposed to be like I hope you're happy and I'm still like lost downstairs like somewhere in the Gershwin <laughs> and I didn't know where I was going because I was like this theater is so big I'm lost
0: and, oh my gosh
1: and my mic is still on I'm like <laughs> just breathing heavy and all of a sudden I see these like these flashlights and they're like over here, over here. And my dresser, thank God for her, because I'm—that's a point in the in the show where like you can take a water break, not we can like take a sip while you're passing her, and she had flagged me down and was like waving her flashlight, and I was like, oh my (laughs) God! But if it weren't for her, I would still be lost somewhere in the Gershwin Theater,
2: (laughs) in the parking garage.
1: (laughs) And I'm finally like, I'm like, I hope you're happy. I hope you're happy now. But I'm, like, still downstairs saying my lines because, like, the, you know, the, had, they had to keep going. Yeah. So I finally made it up, like, up the stairs and the trap door and whatever, but that was scary times.
0: <laughs> so wait. They heard you but did not see you on stage, so the other yeah. actress had to just kind of react to the air?
1: I don't know what she was doing, Steven. I have no idea. She was just out there solo.
0: Oh, my God, just, like, dead on the
2: vine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Glinda's a, a good witch, so she can, her voice can travel anywhere.
0: That's yeah, exactly sure, sure. Yeah. Very true. Magic and stuff like that.
2: Yeah. Oh.
0: Totally. Yeah. yeah.
1: that's fun times. I'm directionally challenged to this day, but, you know.
0: That's true that, you know, they you never get to rehearse with, like, the props and the, right. you know, all the stuff that you actually need to when you're going. I had countless situations like that and it's thankless and awful you know but it's necessary Um, yeah
1: yeah i'm sure you have yeah you you know what i'm talking about you rehearse with like the stage manager and the dance captain and then you get to the show and they're like oh there's 12 people here what
0: (laughs) we had a a different witch uh situation in into the woods here where an actress who was understudying the witch (laughs) was supposed to go down a well, she, well, that, well, that was a separate thing. Uh, no, when Priscilla went on for the witch and it was the final scene of act one and we have all the objects and she didn't have the cup that we were supposed to milk the cow. She forgot the cup. And cup. so I'm like, we're all looking at her and her next line was supposed to be quick, quick, into the cup. And she's not, she didn't have a cup. And we're all just staring at each other. <laughs> and then I said, is there a cup around? <laughs> and she she like puts her hand to her chin like she's thinking and slowly turns and is like looking on the set. And I, I said, wait, I think I see one and ran back and got one. Oh, my God.
1: Oh, my God. I love, shen- I love shenanigans. We, when I was doing uh, Attack of the Elvis Impersonators, which was like an off-Broadway show, we... You yeah, listen. We misbehaved on that show like no other show I've ever been a part of. We would we would play pranks on each other on stage. We would. It, it was it was it was really really fun. Like I probably shouldn't be saying this because it's very unprofessional. But we were like, okay, we're doing a show called "Attack of the Elvis Impersonators," guys, <laughs> and it was this amazing cast and. And uh, we, at a certain point, had to accept and deliver the material as written. Um, in other words, like, I'm sorry to say it, like, the show wasn't very good. But we all had to, like, commit to it and be like, we're doing this. We're doing this. And we would, we, we would just misbehave so badly. At, at one point, um, a gal in the show, she brought Oreos on stage. And she 1,000% shoved an Oreo down another actor's mouth like three seconds before he had to sing. And he had no idea like what was happening. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And like just things like that. Just I would put pictures in the Bible. So like when the, when the guy playing the priest would like open it to Marius, like he would just be like shaking his shoulders. Um, it was maybe I shouldn't be saying these things, but it was a time. And I miss those times on stage. Well, like, don't honestly, you love that about like doing a show and doing a backstage shenanigan? I love that's my favorite thing.
2: <clears throat> well, and honestly, I think there is a special little craftsmanship in all of that because, in a weird way, uh, it's almost like taking class a little bit because you're <laughs> improv, well, yeah, you're improving, but at the same <laughs> time, really trying to you know still do the show. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. I remember a very, uh, well-known actress that we did a show with once who was from the Steppenwolf Company. Mm. And she literally looked at us and was like, don't you guys have fun on stage? How come no one's having fun? Oh my gosh. And so she literally gave us like jobs to do. Remember remember? during the show, and one day she was kind of like, okay, um, you have an orange, you're going to take an orange and you have... (laughs) You have to give that, or and she started giving us like little jobs. Oh, I the love show. that!
1: Yeah, we would do that too. We'd be like, so you're gonna walk on stage like you just lost your wallet, but you have to say your lines.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> so it's it,
1: I- looking around for your wallet, but you're like <laughs> saying your lines.
0: <laughs> I had a joke with a friend of mine, and I would we had this cross we had to do, oh. um, just a big, broad cross like people are traveling through, like you know Times Square, um, oh. and every night I would give her a different assignment, and uh. it was. It was two extremes. She okay. had to play both extremes in the cross. <laughs> and so it would be like.
1: You have diarrhea, but you're, you're, but you're lost. <laughs>
0: right, right, I right. was about to say, you have diarrhea, but you're also very horny. <laughs> <laughs> or you just won the lottery, but you're terrified of spiders.
1: <laughs> no, I love that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs>
0: that anyway. was my favorite and then watching her execute it was like did anyone ever catch what's with that woman who's <laughs> <laughs> like watching where she's looking but then like Hooray! <laughs> oh
1: my gosh wait if I could just tell like two more stories about this Elvis show
0: yes please
1: it was it was on theater row and my niece came to see it and she was like a little confused by it but whatever um So, so we had decided it was one of the gals birthdays and there was, there was like a group dance, right? And during the dance, we're all supposed to turn around and go, Matt, shadow. Well, we had decided slash not me, but I went along with it. Like none of us are going to say it. So, (laughs) so when it's supposed to be like the entire work, like the entire cast saying Matt, shadow, she was the only person that said it. <laughs> and she was like, what the F, you guys? <laughs> she was not happy. And then I have to tell you, this character's name was Matt Shadow. He was the only African-American male on the show. And he was, he was, he had to wear bell bottoms, a butterfly collar, and a huge afro. Well, he was a beautiful black man who happened to be bald in real life. And one night his wig fell off like center stage and we were rolling. We were howling. We I mean, one of the leads like had to leave the stage and was like, I'm out. I'm done. Like I'm done. I'm done. Your hair is on the floor. Like it was a full, it wasn't a dress rehearsal. It was a performance and his wig fell off center stage.
0: It's hysterical. Um, um well, we have, we have to, I have one more. What, what's yeah. yours? Okay. Do you remember? Well, it was summer theater. We did. We were doing state fair. It was shuck, shuck my corn night.
1: I'm sorry. We're, what?
0: Shuck my corn night. Oh. So wait, wait, Laura, were you in state fair? I was not. No, I was. That right? sounds yes. kinky, though. Um, it, it really wasn't. It was just. <laughs> The rules were, um, and everyone was in on it, the rules were, especially if you had spoken lines, to try to work in the phrase, shuck my corn. I
2: remember (laughs) that, oh my god.
0: So even down to- So like um, all
2: during the show, people were saying, shuck my
0: corn? So Robin Higginbottom just gets done singing It Might As Well Be Spring, and and she's supposed to say, oh Oh, Margie. Margie. And instead she says, shuck my corn. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's horrible everyone no, should have been fired e- everyone said it but it got to be like ridiculous like every scene someone was like well shuck my corn um so much so that the stage manager, Tracy, oh God, I can't remember her last name, but God bless her. We should have all been fired all the whole summer. Um, she said- I don't think I was ever hired. She came on the mic at the end of the show and said, well, shuck my corn. That was an interesting <laughs> show.
1: Oh. Well, here's the thing. You need to have a stage manager that, listen, like they- they're in charge right and you and you we for all respect like our our stage manager was top notch but she was like you guys like can you can you not be bringing food on stage like
0: <laughs> <laughs> can you not be shoving oreos down somebody's throat yeah but yeah i mean honestly who knows the book to state fair could have possibly had 27 shut my corns in it. Really?
1: I feel like it did. I feel
0: yeah. it was in Iowa. So. It was in Iowa. Yeah. So. That's All funny. right, Laura, I'm going to wrap this puppy
2: up. Um, we love you very much. Here is, uh, I've got three questions to go. The first question is during the COVID um, whatever. It was so- a, it was called a pandemic. Man. <laughs> okay. okay. During the pandemic, a lot of people start learning, you know, different vocations. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, become an excellent baker of bread. I'm going to learn French. Did you take on any brand new thing that now you say, oh, I studied Spanish?
1: I did. Thank you for asking. Um, I started learning how to be a Reiki master. And do you know what Reiki is? Is that what the stones it's not what st- well, you can do it's like a healing modality it's like
0: is it like when you reiki the forest so no forest fires happen you know the oh, right Stephen? no no no
1: Shug, no actual rakes are used
0: <laughs> it's, reiki. it's my
1: healing hands and it's the power and the energy of my healing hands that touch your chakras and clear your energy
0: i had my chakras touched once <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okay. This is not, this is going the wrong direction
1: sideways, but no, I, I, I'm, I'm currently on level two of the next level is like to become a Reiki, a Reiki master for you. Um, you're, it's like a, it's, you're a healer.
2: Yeah. And you just basically do not massage, but almost touch in a way to help people relieve stress, relieve, um, maybe any sort of things that they're dealing with beyond, beyond like a sports therapy.
1: Yeah. It's, it's literally like I take my hands and I, and I'm sort of like a, like a vessel through which energy flows and I can feel like, Oh, you know, your, your third chakra, there's something stuck in there. And like, I help clear the energy um, from your, from your, from your chakra system and each chakra has is a is a correlation to like your root chakra is um you know your your grounding and your your basic beliefs like food shelter water uh family um it's like i don't i don't know if you guys know what chakras are but um
2: so the chakra is also is what's that is it also about the chi right <laughs>
1: Me? Yeah. it's not about the chi that's i think something else but um but that is a different form of a healing modality so my my goal is to do uh reiki on animals um which is how i got into it um because a lot of dogs have fears or they bark a lot or whatever it's sort of like a, a meditation slash energy transference where i'm just sending you for a better you know good energy
0: I need you to come do that on our dog. Listen,
1: I just got my certification, so I will happily do that for your dog. Send me her his or her picture.
0: Oh my gosh. He is we love him to death, but it's it's he's, he's not a pug. He's he's a pug, but he's not a pug. He's not a pug. Oh really? Yeah. He's well, like he a- might
1: have a past life situation like that. I learned how to clear like cell memory issues and it's all kind of woo-woo, but I, that's what I've been doing with my quarantine.
2: <laughs> no, that's beautiful. I love that. We love woo-woo. Um, your my, your second question is, uh, you know, a lot of people had more time to sort of binge watch things that they normally maybe not wouldn't sit and watch 85 episodes of mm. Harry Potter. Um, did you yes. binge watch anything in the past? Yes, I did, like,
1: sir. Oh. Yes, I did. I, ha- I watched Grey's Anatomy from the very beginning. Wow! So that's like I don't know, eighty-seven seasons.
2: That's <laughs> that's 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 a commitment.
1: Mm-hmm. But it really was helpful because it's like a little friend always there. It's like you know, Mayor of Easttown. I watched and then it was over in two days, and I was like, "Well, that's not satisfying." So I'm telling you, Grey's Anatomy. Go back to the beginning. It'll take you months to get through.
0: I did the same with The Office, Laura.
1: Oh, you did? Oh, yay! Great. I love, love it. Him. Yeah.
2: Okay, and so Stevie now is going to have the last question for
0: you, and then we're going to just, you know, say our "I love yous" and goodbyes. But Stephen, take it away. Sure. Um. So Matt is uh, producing our friend Susan Derry's uh, holiday album. It's called "I Wish It So." It's called "I Wish I." Oh, Had oh I love
1: them. that. I love that song. Yeah.
0: And and so we've been t- trying to like talk about the power of wishes and what they really mean as kind of manifestations. I created this wish box thing where um, I write down the wish of each of our guests into this one place. It kind of developed into a document that has uh, the artist's photo and their wish next to it. It, It's kind of getting a little out of control in a good way uh, where I think we're gonna do some event in a a outdoor park uh, where these wishes are gonna be everywhere and it's gonna be a, a big healing event um, complete with like public art and, um, Susan singing that song. Uh, so we're asking all of our guests, if we had, if you had one wish, be it for yourself, your family, the country, the world, whatever, what first pops to mind, what would it be?
1: Oh God. I mean, the first thing that pops into mind, to be honest with you, is to have a lake house, <laughs> but maybe that's a little selfish. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh uh let me think about that um well i'm going to
2: say if you do do have a lake house it would never be selfish because you would use it to further anything that you've already done with your wonderful career to to give back to your community which you've already you know you've been doing
1: well i mean i think that um i'd really like to spread the kindness message and publish that book and i would like to continue to be a really good influence for my niece so that you know i worry about her she's growing up in this world where she has to wear a mask right she's 10 years old we never had to do that so you know my wish is 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 just that for her the world just gets better you know so that she can be a kid and and that I can I can be a, a a really strong role model for her,
2: you know. Um, that's that's beautiful. Um, are we when when are we going to be able to, to buy and purchase this kindness book?
1: Well, I have to. I don't know. I I was googling how to self publish today. I don't really know anything about it, but I'm I'm hoping that by the end of the year, it'll actually be a thing that people can hold in their hands or. And, and, and experience and, and do, and hopefully, like, spread the word.
2: Of the yes, we'll, well, let us know. We will definitely help to spread the word here where we are, and we will definitely be a part
0: of all of that. And through the alumni network, too, you know?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, everyone nice. at
0: Shenandoah should buy one, whether you went there or you want to go well, there. Listen, Methodism is all about service to community, right? Mm-hmm. There you go. Tie in.
1: Yay, thank you for that.
0: That could be a course book, you know?
2: Yeah. Oh my God. We're trying to at least see, we're going to start with every 50 50 states. We want to see a picture of the book with someone in all 50 states before we go international and try to get every country.
0: That's right. Oh,
1: thanks for saying that. I love love that.
2: Oh, All right, Laura, well, we love you. I'm so glad we could do this. I mean, it's, it's a shame that we have to have a podcast in order to have a great conversation with a friend that we I should talk to at least once a week, or, or, or at least to Connie.
1: Thank you. No, but thanks for asking me. This was really, really, really fun and just like, you know, fed my soul and it was I loved connecting with you guys. Thank you.
0: We love you back. It's good to hear your voice. And we'll try to catch up more often and be better alumni friends.
1: Same. Thank you. Yes. Let's do it.
0: All right, Laura. Love you guys. Love you. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye.
0: So much again, Laura, from two years ago, for sharing your time with us. I hope you all listened to that, uh, enjoyed it, and got um, at least another bonus episode that you didn't think you had. So there you have it. Um, if you want to learn more about us, please visit www.connersmithmusicals.com. That's Connor with an ER. You can find us on social media under the same Connor and Smith, again with an ER. We're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Also, follow Eddie and Byron on TikTok. They are huge superstars on TikTok. And um, they just reached 1K. Yes, they can now go live. So at any moment, you never know. So follow Eddie and Byron on TikTok. Yes, that's E-D-D-I-E-A-N-D-B-Y-R-O-N. Super cute. Um, And I'm biased. We're biased, I know. But uh, you can support us on Patreon. The link is in the podcast notes. Thank you for those who do. And thank you to those who are considering it. There's also a Discord where you can, if you're so uh, wanting, to go on and say hi to your alum. It's kind of social media, but off the main platforms. So check that out. The notes are in the podcast notes. Um, And... Other than that, uh, this is a very busy time of year for Matthew especially. Um, so take care of yourself. Yes, treat yourself. Go to the pool. Yeah, get a McDonald's iced coffee. Have a margarita. Like, do the things. Yeah. But wear your sunscreen, please. Um, all right, we will be back with another encore or maybe something new, depending on which happens first, next week. Bye! Bye! Bye!